morning from Skift. It's Wednesday, January 27th in New York City. For daily updates in your inbox, subscribe to the Skift Daily Newsletter at skift.com daily. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from TD Ameritrade. TD Ameritrade's learning experience is curated from their vast library of exclusive content and customizes to fit your investing goals and interests. Get started at tdameritrade.com education. And now here's what you need to know about the business of travel today. Americans appear eager to break out after nearly a year in their coronavirus pandemic bubbles. Flight searches are up for trips later this year, and multiple U.S. airlines predict an inflection point for travel at some point later this year, writes airlines reporter Edward Russell. That may finally allow some carriers to raise ticket prices. There will be a very steep increase in demand during the months immediately following that inflection, United Airlines CEO Scott Kirby said earlier in January. Leisure travel demand could return to as much as 85% to 90% of pre-pandemic levels at that time, he added. Numerous forecasts point to a multi-year recovery for airlines until at least 2024 for global air travel. And when demand suddenly outpaces supply, prices, or airfares, go up. Travelers have gotten a deal during the pandemic. U.S. domestic airfares fell nearly 30 percent to an average of $245 during the third quarter of 2020. The amount was also the lowest inflation-adjusted average quarterly airfare in 25 years. What may occur when people feel safe traveling is something akin to the spike in fares during major events such as the Super Bowl. Next, they say a caffeine kick gets the creative juices flowing. But for one company, it was a chain of coffee houses that sparked an idea. UK service department provider Stay has launched a corporate subscription program inspired by Pret-a-Manger, which took this route back in September. Meanwhile, Mint House, which offers business travelers apartment-style accommodations, will start a similar service in the first quarter of this year, Skift has learned. Corporate travel editor Matthew Parsons writes that the trend of subscription business models, mostly for leisure travel, are now becoming more prevalent in corporate travel. Finally, it's hard to think of a company more affected by the pandemic in both good and bad ways than Remote Year, which announced a new CEO and debuted a new website on Tuesday, writes senior travel tech editor Sean O'Neill. When Remote Year launched in 2014, Working remotely was a niche concept that fewer than one out of 20 full-time employees had experimented with. Remote Year, which handles the logistics so that workers can hopscotch from place to place worldwide, has merely served 3,000 customers since its start. But the pandemic has prompted a global test of distributed workforces, with many companies adapting systems to make remote working commonplace. Remote Year's market appears to have scaled up dramatically. In the UK alone, the number of job postings that allowed remote working rose about 300% year-over-year to 80,700 in November 2020, according to the recruiter New Street Consulting Group. If there are expanded armies of remote workers, can this U.S.-based startup help supply some of the infrastructure and services? For more travel stories, head to skift.com. To find these stories and more insight into the business of travel, subscribe to the Skift Daily Newsletter at skift.com slash daily.